okay, okay, okay. Um, yes, so thanks once again, uh, Jace and also City Music Singapore for having us. We are a duo identity. And um, yes, you mentioned we are a piano duo based in Singapore. And we, we hope to kind of bring more music uh, to not just the, the uh, Singapore scene of like uh, two piano music or four hands music, but also to hopefully uh, in, in due time uh, globally as well. Uh. Yeah, because it's a, it's a really uh, interesting uh, side to music, which I think not many people have uh, been exposed to. And it's quite fun, yeah, once you get into it. Yeah, so... <laughs> and yeah, I, I guess about us, um, we, we kind of started back in 2018, um, which is two years ago now. It's, wow, it's been, <laughs> wow, time really flies. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah with all the things that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just a quick one. Uh. Um, 2018, uh, we, 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 I mean, because we are studying in the same studio uh, under uh, uh, Associate Prof. Albert Hugh. And then, um, yeah, we decided you know, to try this dual piano thing together. And then um, after a few concerts and pieces, we decided to do something together. Uh, and that's how it started in, in YST. And then uh, moved on to uh, having our first debut in this <laughs> in this place space right here perfect perfect uh, segue uh, yeah in Victoria Concert Hall uh, sometime in March I believe March. Yeah. yeah and then um, I think the first thing big thing that we we kind of uh, achieved was actually a third prize in Vancouver's uh, Northwest International Piano Ensemble Competition which was um I believe I think also the first time that uh, YST has kind of sent a, a sent a piano duo as it's well, and yeah, 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 and and it's also our first time uh, as a piano duo uh, mm. for this kind of setting going on, and it was a really good experience, uh, But yeah, and and some performances here and there. Maybe Adriana would like to see some of them. Oh boy, where do I start? Um, <laughs> well, I guess when we first started off, it was just performing classical works in YST first. Mm. I guess that was how we we grew as a duo at first, yeah. And then slowly after that, we started like arranging works together, transcribing and arranging works, not just for not just for classical music, but also like other, you know, game OSTs. I think, uh, I think City Music shared our only <laughs> Yeah, I was telling Gabriel like, yeah, actually I think we can do like a two piano arrangement for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah, and then my thumbnail was like... <laughs> yeah, so... Um, 
One Wing Angel came about, we also arranged like music for Four Hands, I think, to be played with the Singapore Symphony Children's Choir. Uh, we played for a couple of years. I think, I think for the past two years, we've we've arranged music for Four Hands for the choir as well. So that was really cool. Um, I guess that also like helped us broaden our our what what do you call that our vision <laughs> our vision out into like not just piano music but also like to arrange it to suit a a choral setting as well yeah mm And I think, yeah, what she, she uh, Adriana mentioned is a, it's a good point. Uh, I think it's also uh, timely to just say uh, dual identities motto as well, uh, we have come up, is that uh, it's basically dual identity, is basically how, how we came up with our name. So it's two musicians uh, having one identity and continuously evolving with the community. Yeah, so I think it's it's a very important part uh, not not just in terms of music but also the community as well um to see what's going on around the world and and Ideally yeah make what, it relatable mm, to other people as well yes relatable yeah yeah mm. Mm, who wants to answer? Kipo? You, you yeah. can. I, 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 <laughs> I thought something, but you can go first. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. To be honest, I wasn't exposed to much uh, to piano for or for hands music prior to uh, me studying in YSK. I mean, I've played like four hands works and stuff like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't entirely like a main focus. It was more like a for fun thing, you know? Mm. So, uh, when I came to YSC, actually they had compulsory courses for four hands and two pianos. So how it works is that we are assigned our own partners and we, we actually work on four hands music for the first semester and then two piano music for the second. So actually there's a lot of focus that comes into topics because it, it's like an actual module that we have to do it's not just like a for fun thing mm. so um, yeah um, we were taught by professor dr. Thomas Hecht for two piano stuff mm. and he really like just 
changed our perspectives on like two piano music. Like it's more than just two people playing together, but there's just so many other nuances and things that you have to take in consideration just to play together because it's not just about these two people but it's how you listen out for each other and you know like it's just so many other things to take note of and I guess for the fact that it's a two piano thing and not like a piano and some other instrument it feels to me it feels like an extension of what we can do so there's just so many more possibilities that's why you see like loads of um, transcriptions like orchestral transcriptions for two pianos etc etc hmm. yeah so I guess it was really from my time in YC that I really started to like uh, two piano music okay I'm sorry yeah, anyway the, sorry for the audio I, I fixed it already so I forgot to put my own mic into the thing <laughs> so I put you guys in oh, my okay. I put myself in yeah <laughs> Okay, it's so, okay. alright, thanks for the insight. Okay, so how would you say, like, I know you have to, like, listen out to each other when you're mm. playing, like, you know, two piano. Like, is it very different, like, comp- like playing with another piano versus, like, playing with another instrument, like, say, a violin? Because, like, you guys are, you know, you are both, like, both pianos are going to be full range, right? So it's, like, there's a lot of... As- there's a lot more things you can clash on. Like, say, versus a violin, right, you can... There's a, it's quite relatively easier to stay out of their way and for them to stay out of your way because of the different <laughs> registers, right? But like, being two pianists, is it a very, is a, is it a very big challenge, right? To, to listen out to each other compared to like other instruments? Uh, Sorry, just give me a while. Uh, okay, I, I can answer first? Yeah, sure. Uh, right, so, um, yes, it is a challenge, but at the same time, it's also something to to take note of like we don't have to necessarily sound different from each other mm-hmm. um, certain composers at least for pieces that we've played before certain composers actually deliberately make us play in unison like the exact same notes with the exact same note lengths and stuff like that and I guess that's like uh, a, deci- a decision that was made on purpose mm-hmm. because um, in a concert hall setting you kind of have like the first piano on one end and the other piano on the other end so it's sort of like how, how should I say, like a stereo effect? Yeah, kind of like almost like it's like also a kind of call and response thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So like we, I, it can be considered difficult as well. But honestly, I think it's something to very fun to play with, actually. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna interrupt you here and say Ting Cha Susu has joined. <laughs> 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 Alright. Hello. Alright. Hi, Mr. Hi, Mr. Alright. Hey, Aloy. Okay, so we have Aloysius Chow here. Came here as he just found out and followed their band page yesterday. Great band. Hey, thanks oh, for hey, thanks hey. for tuning in the stream, Aloysius. You know they are they are definitely very great musicians. I have learned a lot just from watching them over the past years. So, so I think about four piano. So like I think if you talk about four piano, right? There's a uh, so four piano, four hands, two piano. Yeah. Right? Is that a lot of people like immediately they think of like the first exposure they have to this is like this like old Taiwanese movie uh, the the J. Cho movie what's the thing Fu Nen Suo the Mimi right Secret <laughs> right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that came out when we were in secondary school so like uh, yeah. actually so Gabriel and I are actually secondary school friends yeah. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. wow <laughs> right, we actually classmates from secondary school and then I remember back then like everybody keep asking Gabriel to play to play the, all the secret songs 
Exactly, that's when it all started. Yeah, the pop. That's where, where I got uh, infected. <laughs> like, all the good stuff. Uh, I'm surprised you, you didn't get sick of all the requests, to be honest. <laughs> well, I thought it was fun, actually. Like yeah. a challenge. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I think that was like the... That's like for most like mainstream musicians like, uh, or listeners, like, that's probably where they first got it. And maybe not the most accurate depiction, but I think, you know, it, it was it was interesting and it's definitely made, made it seem a lot more fun. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's fun. Sorry, I just cannot play piano. <laughs> I, I sell pianos for a living, but I can't play piano. What? <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, it, there's all different sides to oh, it. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, no. man. Hey. <laughs> no, I I I I'm just I'm just like you guys. I'm just what I'm doing. Just doing what you guys do on your left hand. Oh please, oh please! You've been playing since uh, uh since the back of the classroom until now. Oh, <laughs> ten, ten, how long was ten, ten years ago? No, no, that that time I was just I was just like playing Sean's guitar, electric guitar. I remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I didn't really actually start bass until after army. Oh right. Oh, I can't remember if that was. Yeah, that was that was just like me trying to learn like one three chords, but feeling very miserably. Right, okay. So, now that mm, you guys are, you know, you have finished school, right, for the most part, you know, like, what are you guys, like, doing, you know, in terms of, like, work, or are you, like, are you going to further studies? Any any plans ahead, like, you know? Mm. Maybe, but we'll answer as a, as a duo first. Lah. Yeah, sure, uh, sure, sure. I think, yeah, I mean, congratulations again, once again to uh, Adriana for getting... Yay! Hey. 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 Thank you. Yeah, so, um, I think after this, and what I think what comes for Duden, it really depends on what comes. We wouldn't know really what comes. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2020 has been a really unexpected, uh, uh, extraordinary year. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> say the least. Great way to put it. Yeah. And I don't know, who knows what else surprise, what other surprises uh, the, uh, they'll be installed uh, for this year. Yeah. So, um, but I think we just take it a step at a time. Uh, we definitely want to continue this, definitely, as mm. a, a creative, uh, a source of creative output uh, for us as musicians. Mm. And it's also very fun, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure as Adriana covered the other question, uh, previous question earlier, it's, it's always fun to, to have another pianist where you usually play on your own, uh, or as in like just one piano or one keyboard in a setting of like a rock band or whatever, or, mm. or, or say an, an, an ensemble, classical mm. uh, string quartet or, or whichever, for example. Yeah, so it's always fun to have another pianist in the same setting and yeah, definitely looking forward to, to see how we can bring this forward to, to, to write more, to transcribe more, mm. uh, like the one we enjoy, to arrange more. Um, uh, yeah, and just, and just kind of share, share this music uh, with, with uh, the local community at least through our social medias and everything. Um, and then see where that takes us and yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be need. It doesn't need to be like a, a travel the world, a, a professional to the world kind of thing. Mm. I mean, if it does, if there's yeah. an option, mm. that'll be really cool because, mm. yeah. Um, but I don't know. Say um, classical piano do like Anderson and Rowe or um, 
Yeah, but I, I don't think we have really, really seen, uh, I don't know, do, do, like a crossover kind of piano duo thing. Like nothing that too, nothing as famous as Anderson and Rowe, right? Like yeah, that, that kind of big yeah, name. Yeah, Anderson and Rowe. Okay, don't worry. Duo identity, you, uh, you guys heard it here first. Duo identity will be the next big, big thing. <laughs> Like, so, like, if you guys, like, one signatures, right, get them now before, like, the appreciate value. It's an investment, guys. Investment? Yeah. Like, now, right now, 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 cheap, cheap. You just ask for, like, you know, like, uh, ask for selfie, sign, sign your, like, Polaroid. Checky, checky. Ah, checky, do checky. And then, like, oh you'll appreciate in value. Trust me, guys, you'll appreciate in value. Yeah, like, see how it goes, lah. Yeah. Then... Yeah, anything else to add, Adriana? Hmm, pretty, that's pretty much it, I guess. Uh, How about personal? Studies? Oh, personal? Mm -hmm. I feel like I shouldn't be the one starting this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Gabe okay. was just gonna like, hey! <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, um, you can, you can talk about your situation now because you're, you're just graduated and you're like, mm. a Malaysian. And yes. how are you going to find the job and what jobs are you waiting for and stuff like that? Um, actually, it's not very different from my time when I was still studying. Mm -hmm. uh, I was already picking up like one-off gigs and stuff like that. Like sometimes I teach a little bit, sometimes I accompany people a little bit. I guess it's just more of that nowadays. But I think one thing that's a bit different uh, since Circuit Breaker happened and since like I graduated is that uh, I got engaged to do transcriptions and arrangements like not just for pianists but like also for uh, vocalists as well mm. so I worked with some vocalists to arrange music for them to post on social media and whatnot so I guess um, Transcribing and arranging music is something that I really, really like to do. Like, it's not just like playing piano, I just, I definitely just say like, you know, transcribing, that's my thing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think that is something new that happened since graduating. Right now, I, as Gabriel mentioned, I'm not Singaporean. So mm. what I'm trying to do now is that I'm also applying for a full-time job so that I can continue staying on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can just, you know, continue doing my thing <laughs> and hopefully continue projects with Duo Dendity. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so, okay, can I just say that just now when you, when you, you there was like a short pause, like, so I've, I've gotten engaged and then it's like, you pause before like to do stuff and you're just like, wait, what? Is, what there, is, there, is there something we should know about? <laughs> No, no. Yeah. Engage to do stuff, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the I was just like, I was just like, for a moment, like, I don't know if you see, but my eyes like widened for a while. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, there was a, the, the pause was a bit... <laughs> okay, well... Let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> right, what about you, Gabriel, though? Yeah, for me, I'm actually... Okay, come. You know, Zoom always kind, that kind of likes to... to hype uh, certain lies, right? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this is the original background. Ta-da! For a few seconds, okay, bye. <laughs> but basically, I just got off um, uh, company classes for Singapore Dance Theatre. Mm -hmm. So, um, playing, providing uh, 
everything thought on the spot. Um, improvised music based on the choreograph, uh, whatever that that the that the, the instructor uh, for the session kind of choreographs. Mm. And yeah, it's very fun. I mean, it's it's definitely different from uh, uh, reading scores all the time or charts and like chords and stuff like that. You really have to like think how you're gonna uh, better support the dancers and give them the energy to, to dance. Uh, Based so on their movements, yeah. Practicing skills. Practicing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually, yeah, in, I mean, we can definitely talk about that in another stream now. But um, yeah, it, I really enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then besides that, we, uh, I'm sorry, I, um, <laughs> it, it's been, yeah, uh, <coughs> I thought that staying, uh, having this circuit breaker and stuff would be like me just staying at home and and like just uh, kind of honing my craft and practicing mm. and just chilling. But in the end, things turned out for the better, unexpectedly, uh, fortunately too, that I've actually taken on uh, more ar like arranging projects. Uh, and not just that, I'm also continuing to do some uh, recording stuff as well, mm. like uh, for piano keyboards. Yeah, I think one of the notable ones is uh, the recent uh, broadcast of We Will Get There by uh, the Singapore Symphony Choruses. Um, that was like a totally, like I really never thought that we'll get to this big of a scale. Um, yeah, I mean, can definitely check that out more uh, online. But that one, yeah, really, really, really thankful for that, um, to arrange and to, to play in that, uh, you know. And uh, since this is a dual identity stream, I'd also like to, to highlight that uh, Adriana was the one that also co-wrote the, the, the piano part with me and uh, that formed the back, the backbone of that arrangement which had supported uh, three choirs, children's choir, youth choir, uh, youth choir adult chorus, uh, a, a guest appearance of uh, SSO string quartet and also Joanna Dong and, and the, the two conductors as well of the SSO uh, choir conductor. So, uh, one life would and you didn't use other one, yeah. So, yay, do that. Yeah, I mean, good job, guys. Good job, guys. I, I saw that, and I was like, I was looking at the credits, it's like, wait, isn't that Gabriel? <laughs> his, his image is like plastered across. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, well, good job, man. It's like, it's, I think it's like really cool that I get to see people I know, you know, doing all these like amazing things. And like, even though we are um, non essential artists, what? <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm glad that you managed to find things to do during Circuit Breaker. Like, honestly, I spend my Circuit Breaker just playing games. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's a good investment. The, that is not a good investment. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. And hone your skills as a gamer, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna, I nice. guess my next career is going to be pro gamer then. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of transferable <laughs> skills from, from gaming. Uh, a management skills, uh, yeah. how to prioritize certain quests. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. You dare to make me feel better. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just yeah. saying that it's like similar to music as well. Like, that's true. That's like people, true. people think like it's not essential, but there's so many transferable skills like that you can learn mm -hmm. as a musician. Like, mm -hmm. uh, of course, definitely it's teamwork. Um, uh, that is definitely the ultimate most. 
uh, we need to learn how to communicate with people. I mean, that's a very essential yeah. essential uh, skill that you need to learn as musicians to play in a band. Uh, when when someone solos, how you gonna support them better? Uh, and stuff like that. Lah. I mean, so much more that that I can talk about for music. We will talk about uh, the gamer right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Emerson is like, I seem Jays when he becomes pro gamer. Emerson, I'll give you all the checkies you want. Each checky got one different hair colour. Yeah, yeah. So you got the rainbow, the rainbow collection. Oh yeah, it's talking about what we've been doing. Um, Duodentity also just recently performed uh, a kind of like a mini show la, of mm. a, 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 a program that we created especially for their, their, their channel, a YouTube channel called mm. Maple Tree Arts in the City. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful platform. Uh, really appreciative of their, 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 the, what they've been doing uh, on, that, on that platform. Um, there's been so many performing artists uh, going on live on, uh, online on that. And what we did was uh, to create a, a program based on the Singapore River and, and music that kind of uh, sounded like it and also resembled it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you can go check that out more also. But yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, transcribing, arranging and also recording. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge learning curve, but mm. that, yeah, really that enjoyed program it. program basically showcased what we want to do technically, like not just stick in the classical scene, but also um, branch out into the different genres. Mm. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, so for the people who are tuning in, like if you're interested in looking at some of the content that you know, Dodentity, Gabriel and Jane have been up to, like we have our the social media links. Here? 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 I think that, that's it. Yeah, but yeah. That's right, I think. Am I, am I pointing the right side? I think I'm pointing the right side. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do check them out, give them a follow, give them a like, you know. Uh, trust me, you'll like what they do. Right. So Emerson is like, remove my mask first. Uh, mask cost remove mask cost extra. <laughs> okay, uh, but but no, I'm in the office right now, so I have to wear the mask. Right, social distancing, keep my keeping my job plus to myself. Wow. Responsible. Employee of the year. Where's my pay raise? <laughs> what? <laughs> right, but okay. So I mean, we you know we sort of like cover how how COVID has affected us already, right? I think it's uh, unfortunate that we lost like most of the working kicks, but I guess I, I'm glad that you guys have managed to find ways to circumvent that. And you know, now, now, that, now that phase two has happened, I see the Gable, you know, you're doing like live stuff, like, but not really like, like building up to live stuff, right? And, but, you know, in comparison to like, do you, like, have you guys ever like played in like the pop scene? Pop like the contemporary contemporary like cover like you know top 40s kind of stuff it seems like we did oh yeah like for yeah we had plans to do so well actually how to say it I think what do and is trying to go for is not only just focusing on on like a top 40s kind of thing. 
it just like how to say if the maple tree show did have an element of that inside mm-hmm. it, I feel like um, so I would say that's that's kind of it la. yeah because yeah basically what we want is really a like all encompassing as much as possible uh, uh, approach to to presenting our music yeah so that would include the pop and pop of these mm. songs with our own perspective of course not here yeah. something that will be refreshing for for people to have a look i mean the idea of it of having two keyboards or pianos is and and, and the, the the capabilities of that is already quite a fair bit so yeah mm, that's true well i guess i in a way okay so like you know, if you read articles, you see that a lot of like, a lot of like the classic the classical side is actually, I mean I think both sides are like, the classical and like pop side they both been hit very badly. But you see a lot of like you know how like I mean a lot of orchestras are like self sustained, self funded kind of thing, and like, this whole right, COVID yeah. has like really, you know, decimated their funds. It's like, but. What about our, our Singapore scene? Like, do you have any insight on what like the Singapore classical scene is experiencing? I think like a lot of the a lot of the times we at City Music, a lot of our guests are like more from the pop Mendo kind of scene. So I guess like, I think it's kind of like the first time we we are having like like guests from the more classical side of things. So like perhaps give us an insight on what's happening in like, the classical world of Singapore. Hmm. Adrian, no, yeah. you can go ahead. <laughs> no. Honestly, right, I, I, how to say, I think it's the nature of the, the music also. Um, you don't talk about like the big groups, lah. I mean, like SSO, STO, uh, sorry, uh, too much of abbreviations in yeah. Singapore. Uh, Singapore Symphony Orchestra, Chinese Orchestra, Singapore mm. Dance Theatre, um, uh, Repertory Theatre. Uh, basically, all, all those like big big ones are uh, don't, don't don't count those. I think other than that, like yeah, it's it's how to say. It. I think because of the nature of the music, uh, so um, you know, like for pop and, and jazz and stuff, like it, it's kind of like more like an inclusive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I feel like classical, it's like uh, not in a bad way, but like it's like they are more kind of like independent. So. I think there's a lot of things where, or times where, um, we are pretty much doing our own things. Yeah, kind of, the kind of feel lah. Uh, I mean, but, but what I know that's going on right now is, uh, yes, a lot of performance uh, opportunities have been cancelled because of the live element, you can't, reach, you can't do that. But, um, yeah, a lot of them has just have just kind of resorted back to teaching uh, At least the yeah, at least at least for the teaching bit, you can still do it on uh, say Zoom or mm. anything of those. So I think this teaching is still okay, but performance wise, really really not possible unless uh, actually it's about the same uh, as the same as the contemporary style. Also. So mm. it's uh, all these live stream performances. Um, I think recently, uh, was it the Chinese side? Uh, is it Lian Hezhao I'm not sure. They, they, they're kind of doing that series of uh, live streams. 
in the Victoria Concert Hall. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think previously I saw some of my, my friends uh, performing there. So, like, I think win some win ensemble thing, some uh, uh, piano and something, uh, even voice also. Like, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. I don't know. So, I think same lah. I think it's about the same. Yeah, but I th- okay, so like you know the whole like non essential artist thing, right? And then <laughs> the pain. <laughs> but uh, do you think that, like, at least for the government, right? Do you think that they are giving enough support to the arts, right? To the music, to music, like in terms of. Cause I, okay, I'm not too yeah, sure. Should be getting into that. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. Is like is the SSO or this kind of stuff, are they like government funded or self funded? I, I I believe they have uh, many sources of uh, uh of, of of ways they can actually uh, uh garner support mm. and, and and funds to to get to continue uh what they, they do to perform music. Mm. Um. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I would say to answer your question, I think it's really all perspective, la, And mm. also, what you can do about the situation, <clears throat> not necessarily uh, just from the government's point of view, la, uh, Because, like, yes, I mean, uh, in times of uh, a pandemic, you know, certain things may be they need uh, more attention to in terms of uh, medical that's definitely the, the most important mm-hmm. and food and transport and stuff like that uh, and then inevitably there will be certain things that we kind of uh, under yeah, played mm. um, I would I mean sometimes I mean it may not be, even be the pandemic itself but sometimes you know uh, things just don't go your way and you know if instead of harping on on uh, how uh, uh, others are, are not really supporting you and not helping you out maybe it's also a good way to think about how you yourself can actually use this situation mm. and, and propel it more, even further like you know if 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 someone says that you're non-essential, are you just going to take that and just say, oh, yeah, like, why, why are you saying this, blah, 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 and you fight back? Yeah. I mean, why not use that energy, convert it into something, and do even more, and, 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 <laughs> and like, no, just to show them, yeah. So, I, for me, that, that was what I felt, uh, through, through this whole, whole uh, saga, mm-hmm. if you want to call that. And, and because of that, you know, I started arranging, I mean, it's also kind of, like, all, all part of it, uh, uh, co- uh, coinciding. So did more arrangements, perform more things. Uh, there's more projects uh, coming underway. Uh, not just for Duo Entity, but also uh, individually. I'm pretty sure Adriana has a own own fair share of things that are, that are coming. Um, yeah. So I I think it really depends on how you look at it. Mm. So <laughs> so that was Gabriel's okay, TED talk. <laughs> But yeah, you know, <laughs> but I, I think you're, you know, you're very right because, like, as much as how, I mean, unfortunately, that's how we perceive, like, how people are going to perceive things, like, it's really how, how do you channel that negativity and how do you, and how do they affect it? If you're just going to, like, 
unfortunately, I think I have a lot of friends who are like, you know, full-time music- musicians and then they are like, because, you know, no employment and everything, like, you know, they are just like wallowing in their self-pity and, you know, they haven't been doing anything productive and just like living on the gums of Sudi. But then at the same time, you know, there are people, you know, who are using the opportunity, you know, start live streaming, start teaching, like creating a whole career for themselves. Like, you know, like what you guys have been doing, you know, and I think it's like really how, how do you, you know, make the best of the situation and how do you improvise, adapt and overcome, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. the overcoming <laughs> part, yeah, and thinking about new ways to adapt to the new normal. Like. Yeah, I mean, the digital world is going to be, right, the new normal now, right? Mm. And I think in a way, it's also, like, you're not limited to a geographic boundary, you know, in oh. the digital world. And I see, like, at Gabriel's for live stream, you know, you have, like, people watching you or, like, from, like, you know, like, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, like, all over the place. You know, it's yeah, like, not just Asia, no. It's like it's it's really amazing, like yeah, Mr. Poland, Portugal. Yeah, yeah, Mister <laughs> Mister Worldwide. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know, yeah. I'm I'm glad that you guys have managed to you know make make something out of a very bad situation, and I'm glad that you guys are like you know, excelling, flourishing even I would say. Right. Very grateful, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think like opportunities comes to those who work for it la. like you know if you're just going to be wallowing in self-pity it's not going to yeah. come for you right and the fact that you know you've, you've been I think since the start of Circuit Breaker you've been live streaming right and then like creating I think and people see the eff- those kind of efforts and then like you know like these are the kind of people that they want to look for to give the opportunities right. to right opportunities don't come knocking at your door you have to like find like yeah, advertise yourself right Knock this door. That yeah, doesn't answer. You go knocking at the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that, that is basically not just like the music industry, I guess. Like, we all have to find our ways around it. Mm. I, I also feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, if there's time still, uh, we talk a little bit about this knocking on the door thing. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, definitely, uh, it, it's the effort, you need the effort to come and put in on your own to find that drive to kind of. Like find the opportunities, but I think many a times it it, it actually is uh, worth something that's worth thinking about is also how you derive that energy to, mm. to knock on that door. Because um, I I mean yes, you can definitely blame yourself uh, for, for for it, but sometimes I also feel like you perhaps it's just a you know change, perhaps a change in mindset. Like if I can just share a little bit uh, a, a summary of like a video that I've been watching. Uh, watched recently and also a series of videos uh, I've been really uh, inspired by it um, there's this like concept called Ikigai uh, like Ikigai is like um, basically finding your reason for being mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I think once you, you start to, to to reflect and think about uh, what what you you love uh, what you are good at uh, what you can do for money and what you can do for the world in these four aspects. Um, and actually finding that center that, that kind of covers all these aspects, right? You would then be able to find that, that energy to, to, instead of like lying on the bed and like just uh, keeping, uh, yeah, just, just keeping at home or doing something with her, but to, to know that no, you, 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 you want to do it because you love it. And, and you, you, you know that uh, you are good at it, uh, 
you want to you you, you can you can make money of it which is which is important and also doing something for people I think that's what humans have been engineered to, to become over the years uh, to, to do something for the community mm. so yeah um, maybe if the viewers can can kind of just think a little bit more about that perhaps they can find that uh, drive to, to to yeah to do the things they really want to do yeah mm. okay so we have Emerson saying he needs more hashtag sexy fingers would you like to elaborate on that? I saw like the moment like the two, like me and Adrian look at it, we just like we just like laughing. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. So, I just saw it. Yeah. I think it, does does having sexy fingers make knocking on doors opportunity better? It's like, like <laughs> I I never thought of it that way. It's like it's like what they hear they hear it's just like oh man those sound sexy. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna give you all the gigs, man. <laughs> Who knows? It could be a selling point in the future. I, I never had it. Uh, <laughs> it has already been a selling point, to be honest. Like. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, guys. I um, that term, like, come about, about two years ago. <laughs> yeah, during a DJ party, for those who don't know, uh, this is actually part of a Singapore Street Festival's initiative called. Uh, the apostrophe J party, the Japanese party. Yeah, so basically it's just a showcase of uh, Japanese culture and uh, yeah, it's just a celebration of, of, of Japanese uh, music, performing arts stuff. So then, uh, uh, the, the, this uh, Japanese fusion band that both uh, Adriana and I are in, uh, in for, uh, However you want to call it, yeah, call it. <laughs> two, 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 two to the power of four equals sixteen. Uh, two four sixteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think people are just. No, I, I, okay, you you say lah. I think. I think okay, it's I so weird for me to say. <laughs> so I have se- so I have sexy that. fingers. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess just a little bit of a background for the band. I guess 2416 has already been around even before I came. I, I, I joined. I think it was a four-person band initially. Um, and I joined in because, well, at that point, I was already starting to, let's say, do music with Gabriel and whatnot. And it turns out that I also had I've always had interest in like the J scene, the Japanese music scene as well. And I got really intrigued by by the scene over here, I guess. I just didn't expect there to be an actual um, scene. event specifically for J music. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, when, when Gabriel figured, found out that I had interest in it, he invited me to join the band. So that's when 2416 became a five person band. Um, so, not, not two to the power of five was. That's an inside joke. Two five, two five. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I guess that day, that, that, that year, also 2018, was it? I think, I believe it was 2018, yeah. 
So, um, I think that was a piece that uh, we only had an instrumental uh, segment, and then like Gabriel was like hyping around on his keyboard, and I guess like there were people taking Instagram stories and you know like look it's a happy guy with like <laughs> super quick fingers, and then like I guess like the hashtag just came about from there. <laughs> and like hitting hitting your head against the light bulb. Oh the light. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm just right. I'm I'm just uh above where that place is. Yeah. Right now. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was that was fun actually, that year. Oh. Uh okay. So okay, speaking of two four one six, right? So, like, two four one six is a very different tangent from what you guys normally do, right? Like okay, Japanese aspect of it aside, I mean Japanese music is great. I love Japanese music, right? I, I am a weep, I admit it. But, like, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that you guys do is, f- like, very, you know, math rock based. Right? Mm. A lot of odd time stuff, a lot of, like, multiple key changes, this and that. Very technical. It's like, does, like, the classical training help you in that aspect? It's like, does it translate over? Like, cause, like, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure classical music also has a lot of, like, key changes and, like, tempo changes, you know? And he's, uh, like, nodding his head. Like a very big yes, <laughs> like classical really saved us. Uh, I think that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just not just in reading scores, uh, that will translate to reading charts and, and mm-hmm. like your, your, your chords and whatever. But the the timing especially like because our band, uh, yeah, math rock is a big part of it. Uh, but also kind of matching with jazz, R R B soul whatever. Uh, that kind of uh, uh genre lah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Definitely, like, actually, uh, I would I would say, yes, uh, stylistically, it's uh, very different. Classical and contemporary, like, music, like, uh, any, any kind of, of any kind. But there's a lot of similarities, too, which which makes uh, music as one, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I can just think of an example right now, uh, like, classical, right? There's, there's, there was even, there was already math rock. I mean, like, for example, <laughs> for example, like, uh, some, somebody like Stravinsky, Stravinsky's, um, uh, uh, you know, you know that, that, that kind of thing, yeah. uh, definitely there was, there was so much going on at that point, and, and then fast forward to today, you know, you have the stuff like all those uh, Japanese uh, math rock bands, like Jiro and Daijiro, and, mm. and, and, and so many more, yeah. No, not just Japanese bands, but yeah. Mm. But I, yeah, you know, they they all they all have their own flavors, but mm. just all in one category, I suppose. Mm. So, right. like, how do I put this? Like, why do you? Okay, do, do you feel that you started liking to play those kind of stuff because of how technical or mathy mathy it is, or is it because it's like Japanese? Or, I don't know. Are you just like appreciating it for like ES music? It's, like, it's not. I mean, like, I think like when you listen to it, it's like it's very fun, right? But it's like it's a it's a it's quite a bit off from the normal path, mm. right? Mm. How do you even get started going into this this whole rabbit hole? Uh, for me, I think it has to do with my own our own musical backgrounds and what we've been exposed to uh, not just from young but along the way so 
I grew up in a setting where I didn't only focus on classical music from the very beginning. Um, I play the Yamaha Electrono, so it's sort of like a modernized organ, <laughs> per se. So um, my Electrono teacher exposed me to loads of different genres. It's not just uh, not just contemporary, but fusion, bossa nova stuff. Mm. You name it, it's all there. Um, and he was also someone who focused a lot on rhythm. So uh, I guess it, it's from it's from all these experiences, who you're exposed to, what you're exposed to, what you listen to as well, what sits well with you. Um, I, from very young, I've been very drawn to rhythm. So I love anything that's rhythmical. <laughs> so um, it, it's to me, it's not really a surprise that I I grew to really love math rock because that that's a very big component of what makes it math rock anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's that's on my end, For me. It's, yeah, uh, like, uh, similar to Adriana, uh, my, my go-tos in music, right, is rhythm, the rhythmic quality of it, and harmony. So, yeah, I think more, more than yours, yeah. I think mine is like 60, 40, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it kind of like unleashes the, the inner geek in me, <laughs> counting and like, oh my god, is this called, is this, uh, is this, uh, I don't know, extension or something, 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 mm. or like, oh my god, is this, uh, like, oh, I need to count this, like, like, I don't know. Then it's like, it, it's like, you know, when you first hear it, it's like, what, what is going on in this neutral uh, tune or something, for example, mm. like, or like, uh, yeah. So, I especially love it when they like combine different time signatures together just to play together. You know, like each part plays different things, but it ends up like sitting together so well. Oh, you you talking about Trico? Uh, not necessarily. Just oh. generally. Yeah, I I think this at this point is like really not just a it's just is this is just rhythm right? Rhythm and harmony, is like coming into place right? Yeah. Is that like, oh, this whole nested kind of thing concept? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So actually we have a question from Alex T Wondering if you can compare piano lessons in Singapore and piano lessons in Germany <laughs> Right, so actually I like you guys actually went through like the same Yamaha piano program, right? But like one in Singapore, one in Malaysia Why don't we just start comparing from there before you go like to Germany? <laughs> like, like do you think that, like even though you all took the same course, was it the same? Like exactly the same? Do you feel like you, are, you came out the same way? Do you, do you want to go ahead or do you want me to? No, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, mm. For me, it definitely made things a lot easier when we first started working together. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't really know if it's like entirely the same or not, but essentially the, the general backbone of it should be similar. That's why um, when I first started playing with Gabriel, it was... I think we just have like this natural click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would just say so lah. So like um, harmonic awareness. Um, I think also because like we were trained under the same professor, 
in mm. Singapore, like in YSD. So uh, that combines with our own musical background and for the fact that we were both not only exposed to classical music, I think that would already help a lot. It would make it very different from those who only solely focus on like one genre specifically. Mm. Yeah, so um, I would say that we were pretty lucky that we managed to. Mm. Mm. I mean, besides that, I think in solo piano, we probably had different experiences uh, out of the Yamaha course because, well, I mean, I think we took like slightly different paths before we got here. So. <coughs> Uh, I think Gabriel can elaborate a little bit more on that on his end, but for me, I had... I took master classes from uh, professors around the world as well, so I've been to... I've been to Italy for master classes. I've had, I've had classes under Russian professors, professors from China, um, Macedonia, that you know, like all, all different sorts of countries. That's where you get exposed to like very different styles of teaching as well. And I think that shaped a lot of how I I viewed classical music essentially because I was really young back then. Um, and I think those periods are when are very essential, crucial times where you sort of think like what you want out of music and stuff like that. I think for Gabriel, he he was also uh, doing doing other things. I'm not I'm not too sure on his end, but yeah, I've I've not only had experiences in the Yamaha course, but also like teachers from different countries. So it's very very different. Uh. I'm not sure if you want me to get into that right now or like we can let we can let Gabriel uh, share stuff on his side first. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think more about that click, right? Um, when we when we first kind of uh, started like jamming out together and stuff, we we both immediately like uh, naturally, especially in the improv, like when we were doing some like just jamming for fun and improv, right? Immediately we just looked at each other with like not how Jace were like your eyes like that just now. Yeah, we also had that same 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 moment like. That is just so Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> improv session, right? And then we were like, hey, this is like pretty familiar. We just went on with it after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure if anyone watching right now who's been trained under Yamaha Music School can, can testify to the, the Yamaha sound, <laughs> the Yamaha uh, <laughs> like, that approach is so to music. Yamaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It helped a lot in, in, in uh, belly classes, yeah. Very much because a lot of it is in in uh, sets of four and eight, um, uh, 16, 32. It's like always like uh, not four. I'm talking about eight, 16, 30, uh, 32. Yeah. So yeah, it really helps. Um, but yeah, in terms of lessons, actually on my end, you know, I was just thinking about. Um, I think it would be interesting to kind of talk about uh, lessons, classical music lessons, and, and like contemporary like pop or jazz like les lessons. Mm, I think that's where we both can like branch out on the different parts. Yeah, maybe you want to talk about like say your, your experiences with the master classes in, in uh, 
the European Ooh. side. <laughs> yeah, like, and and you, I guess yeah. How 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 do they feel like? And wait, yeah, and then uh, I can probably talk about the pop side. Okay. Uh, for the classical side, I think not just comparing piano lessons in Singapore and Germany. <laughs> but also with all the other European countries, they do have very different methods of teaching as well. Um, I had the option to study in Europe, but I chose not to. I chose to, to come here and uh, to come to Singapore and study. Um, from what I know, it's much tougher there. And I think it's just culture differences. Like sometimes you'll actually think that the other person is like really scary, but actually they're not. Does, does that make any sense? It's like how like generally, I'm not trying to like um, accuse anyone, but <laughs> generally there's this, there's this thing where like sometimes Asians can't really understand Westerners when they're making jokes and whatnot. I think it's a very... Um, it's a cultural differences. Yeah, the cultural differences. So like once you, you come to understand that actually not all teachers are there to shoot you down. It's not all that different, but at the same time, it also depends on how much you can handle it. So for example, I've been through a Russian teacher and she was extremely scary, like scary to the max. <laughs> and uh, it was just her style of teaching. Like she was just super strict on people and she just wouldn't take uh, excuses like if I tell you to do this you have to do it and I won't move on until you actually get what I mean um, but at the same time I feel like different teachers will have different methods of teaching like not all Russian teachers are gonna teach the same way not all German teachers are gonna teach the same way um, it's more of how open you are to certain things mm -hmm. I mean, come on, I, I'm pretty sure there are strict teachers in Singapore as well. It's just maybe in the Singlish way <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. And the the, the vulgarities are different. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say it that way. One more thing to think about is also like the language barrier. Especially when it's difficult to understand uh, other teachers. I had a lot of difficulty when I was much younger because I really couldn't understand what they wanted me to do. Uh, but as time passed, when I came here in Singapore, I learned that when, when you're taught to do a specific method, that in the end is also a method done by somebody else. It may not necessarily apply to you. So when master classes happen, they're essentially suggestions. You don't have to do those things. If not, I think if you try to take everything and apply them to everything that you do, you would get really confused because you're going to have to play different styles by different teachers for possibly the same piece if you're taking the same piece to show to all different teachers. So yes and no, they are different, but they're also similar. It's just it's also ultimately dependent on you whether or not you want to take certain things in take certain suggestions or from those uh, from those things that you've learned create your own sound does that make sense? Mm. 
yeah. I think riding on that different and similar thing, right? To compare the classical calf lessons and, and like the contemporary calf lessons. Yeah, I mean, the main difference would be definitely be the style, of course, and the, the, the idioms that are being used uh, in both sides, which would then make what classical classical is and what content content. Yeah, but other than that, it's actually really quite quite the same. Like, um, it's a lot of a lot a lot a lot of similarities. Yeah, like, um, if if I can share. Like for my senior recital, for my graduation recital performance, right? I actually had this uh, uh, piece in my program by Kapustin, Kapustin, uh, Nikolai Kapustin is a Russian, uh, known for uh, third three music, which is like uh, basically a fusion of jazz and uh, classical. Mm. And he was, he was born in the perfect time where uh, he could be exposed uh, to real, like, the, the real jazz legends and, and stuff like that. So uh, he was um, very, very influenced by that. And he, he created a lot of uh, piano pieces which had classical and jazz uh, elements in it. And um, uh, yeah, but more about the, the, the teaching. So yeah, when I was actually having lessons from my, uh, from our, our prof, uh, Albert Hill. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really interesting. Like. I, I thought that no, it would be interesting to see how, uh, maybe maybe if, if uh, <laughs> Mr. Tiu can watch also, yeah, I can, I can just let him know. But um, I really liked the way he approached it because he approached it in a kind of classical way. I, I'll, I'll try to see if I can put it into words uh, in this classical way. But like, how to say, even though it was taught in a classical way, but the way he, he, he the end result can still kind of it's not kind of it, it's it will then sound sound like the, 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 the way that you play jazz. Like he would say like oh there's the, the some sort of like you gotta feel this like built here and stuff like that. But like explain in a kind of classical way, but then when it turns out when he plays eh, oh, it, it it really was a convincing uh, uh jazz style performance. Yeah. yeah, so actually it comes down to experience and I I think this this example is a very strong example to show um, that you know classical and and contemporary is very, not not very much different actually. Like it's it's really how yeah like it's really I feel it's just one. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the and I think right nowadays we see due uh, I I feel like there's a more there's quite a boom in classical now. And many will say it's thanks to two set violin. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, what two set violin is is doing is re- remarkable. Definitely. I mean, uh, it's it's just cool that they can just probably be themselves. I think that's the that's the best thing that that, yes. that mm. you can do uh, to really show your personality. I think a lot of times, like you know, people just have their stage names. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have uh, stage personalities, but them is just really like no filter. <laughs> it's really them. Like when we got to meet them in Singapore, uh, a, a brief encounter because they were also because they were performing in Singapore, right? But we, they also went to watch the concert and then just like chat with them for a while. You really just like how they are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, um, but what they did is basically kind of, uh, I think 
it's really, really remarkable. Like what they do, they're doing is um, say uh, doing stuff that the community is like doing, like that is trending. Not only trending, but also uh, basically keeping up to date the community la. Like say for example, when they go through the memes or of of uh, classical music, or uh, they're making classical music very very relatable. And, and to show that you know it's it's just as uh, uh, as much as the part of the whole big picture of music, uh, and not just uh, pop or musicals or jazz or metal pop or, or Japanese. They or do a very good job of bridging classical music to the norm. Mm-hmm. Like at least I I think what they do is that they try to relate classical pieces to things that others can can relate to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, your, yeah. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Right. Yeah. Those, I think like, we always have these, like, a lot of people have this, like, very, uh, you know, concept that, you know, classical is meant for, like, the, the up, higher ups. The higher ups, right. right. Like, <laughs> it's like, not for peasants, like, you know. I mean, that used to be the case, but yeah. not really anymore. Mm. I th- I think they are doing a very good job of you know, like closing the gap, like cl- like getting rid of this like con like this like preconception. Mm. Mm. Through memes, like memes will save the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the concept here uh, that they're doing very well is like bringing the known to the unknown. Mm. Yeah, mm. like a lot of times because. I mean, it's, it's just, Singapore is still very young. You, you compare it to UK, US, you know, they have like hundreds of years of history that definitely uh, along the way they have picked up a lot more culture and, and same, same music uh, uh, along the way. And, you know, you, you then be uh, kind of as a, 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 a kind of integral part of the society already. But I mean, Singapore is only how old <laughs> and really we've been doing all this. So I, I think it's just a, really a matter of time that uh, uh, everything will just slowly come together, not just classical music, but like, yeah. I mean, provided, of course, if, if uh, the people in the community are, are doing things, <laughs> which a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, classical music groups are, def- are definitely doing right now, which is, um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's good that, like, not that, you know, with channels like to set Valley and then with all the exposure you get to all different types of music, you know, it's like how you guys. You know, you guys are classically trained, but you all move on to doing a lot of other genres, right? Mm. And then you're using like classical concepts to do your own arrangements. You know, I think like slowly you are seeing like this, the divide between different styles of music, between like the classical and contemporary being broken down. You, know, you see people mm. crossing over here and there, taking yes. different concepts from everywhere. Uh, I think it's good that like we are no longer like so distinct. It's like oh man, the guy's classically trained, you cannot improv. Or it's like you know the guy pop, you can't like you know. Read Tao Gay, you know, this kind of, the whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the distinction is like, the so you are blurring the lines, uh, and I think that's good for the community as a whole. Mm. And like, you know, I think that you guys are a very prime example of that, you know, bring, bring various things from all around. And like, showing very different aspects of yourself, you know, like, when I, how, how do I say, it? you know, I watch, like, so I've been listening to Gabriel play since like, secondary school, right? And then like when I play when I watch Gabriel at recitals, and I watch him playing for like two four one six, you know, like they are very distinct styles, but it's still Gabriel. Like you got a Gabriel vibe in it. Yes. 
right? <laughs> and, and like I don't just mean the Yamaha sound, right? It's like there's a Gabriel, there's a Gabriel vibe to it. It's not even about the education anymore. It's yeah. just about the person. Yeah, <laughs> it's the sexy fingers, the sexy, the tone of the sexy fingers. It's just like. <laughs> but but you know it's it's good that you know you like. Uh, I think it really shows that you can make your own style, your own sound out of hmm. every genre as long as you know you are willing to. That's really important actually hmm. because a lot of students are trained to sound like their teachers. But. Uh, Very apparent in classical. Yeah. Not, not many are aware that actually what makes it more interesting is that if you can sound like yourself and convince others that this is how you want to play it and it's convincing enough, you mm. know. Like, a lot of people have the misconception that like, oh no, if I don't sound like this person, I'm not going to play well, but that's not the case. Mm. Yeah. Similarly, like, in, in contemporaries, like, uh, stuff say jazz, like, you know, you want to go and transcribe all the licks and all the solos and all the stuff. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's really what kind of uh, a statement you want to make in your solo. Like, I mean, just basically just taking it, everything all together, processing it, and then coming up with your own solo. Mm. Mm. Yeah, nowadays everything is just like vocabulary. You gotta think of it as like vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, actually, we are at the one hour, just past one hour mark. I think okay. that was a very fun interview and a, and a you know a very refreshing insight peek into the classical world I think like, it's always been a very distant concept to many but I think like you know I think through today I hope people realize that like it's really not that different right end of the day you know we we are doing what we do because we love music uh, in all shapes and form yeah so like yeah. and hope like you guys enjoyed the talk we had today with uh, Dodentity, Gabriel and Adriana. Right, I had a lot of fun, you know, there was the memes, there was the sexy fingers. Like, if you guys want to see more sexy fingers. So, we have the social media links here. Here? Am I putting my attention? Yeah, here. Right, check them out at Dodentity. Check out their YouTube page, their Facebook, Instagram, and their individual pages as well, you know. They are, they are doing some very great stuff. You will probably see all that stuff, you know, in more mainstream media. And you know, if you get your checky while it's still available before like they are priceless. <laughs> but really guys, like I, I think you know it's not often you get to see people who leave a mark on like I I seen a lot of musicians play I guess. But like you know, like every time I see you guys play it's, it's a pleasure. It, it's actually so fun to watch you all play. Like be as dodentity as individuals or as two four one six. And like not, and I think like you guys encapsulate the ability to really have your own voice, in your music. And I hope like you know that like people can see that and like get inspired and not just be, you know. Following a teacher, and not just like I must be. I'm a classical musician. I should like do classical. I must classical masteries, kind of thing. You know you can do everything and be good at everything. <laughs> right. There's much to learn from both sides. Mm. Mm. And I see. Uh, Adriana, you have your friend, your fan and friend, <laughs> <laughs> your bestie. Oh boy. Oh, hi. Hi, Luna. Hi. Hello. Alright. Okay, uh, I think we have come to the end of today's stream. Thank you so much, guys, for being part of this stream. Thank you guys for watching. 
and you know, hopefully we have more things to come from the top of y'all. I will try to book y'all before y'all get too famous. Like, you're already famous, but like, what I can still afford to use my while my friendship still has enough value. Wow. Don't allow, don't allow, don't like, don't play this kind of card. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, like, hopefully, you know, let's, 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 you know, meet up, hopefully I can see you guys play, hopefully we can play on the same stage again one day. Hey, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I want to play together with you guys, and, yeah, thank you very much.